This episode of Radio Techers is brought to you in part by Trip Surfer Vacations. Travel is opening up again, and we know you're ready to go. Trip Surfer Vacations has great all-inclusive packages for your next beach vacation and all the info you need to know about your next trip. So whether you're headed to the Cancun, Cozumel, Cabo, or the Caribbean, Trip Surfer Vacations has you guys covered. We even have partnerships for European adventures as well. So we know you're ready to go. Visit TripSurferVacations.com and let them know that Radio Techers sent you. Y'all have fun out there. Hello, everyone. It is once again the Texas Gentleman Tanner Pruitt here with yet another episode of Radio Techers. On this week's episode, myself and Mags discuss uh, the controversial ending to the Brighton and Manchester United game, as well as um, just a series of controversies all throughout the Premier League this week involving handballs and penalties. Uh, But we also discuss the thrillers that are Manchester City versus Leicester City, as well as the West Brom versus Chelsea game and all the other action um, leading up to Sunday afternoon. Um, now, we will discuss more games further for you uh, on the midweek episode, uh, but we wanted to take a little bit of a dive down into what the action that's, happens all, that's happened rather already. Um, that being said, make sure to hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening to podcasts, be it iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Podbean, or anywhere else for that matter. That would be greatly appreciated. Uh, and make sure to uh, follow us on Twitter at Radio Techers, R-A-D-I-O-T-E-K-K-E-R-S. Thank you again to whoever you are, wherever you are, and we hope you enjoy today's show. Welcome to yet another episode of Radio Techers. I am, of course, the Texas Gentleman Tanner Pruitt, and here with me, uh, my good friend and the hardest working man in all of podcasting, uh, Mags. Mags, how are you doing? Well, I am tired. This week has been a <laughs> madness. Uh, seven podcasts this week. I think seven. Three Wednesday, four today. So, yeah, seven. Whoa. Not all for me. I'm not, I'm not that sad. <laughs> 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 But yeah, sometimes I should not, I should kind of like temper how many I actually accept to go on. (laughs) Well, I think that, uh, I think, again, you're the hardest working man in all of podcasting, and I sincerely appreciate uh, the fact that uh, you you do all this hard work for for the podcasting community as a whole, Um, but... uh, uh, this in particular is one of my favorite times of the week here. Uh, certainly, Mags. I, I was we were speaking uh, in our kind of little group chat and saying how much I enjoy doing this show. It's so so much fun. It's so different as well to everything else that I do. Uh, yeah, I, I love doing this show, and I'm really glad that we uh, mm. we started it. 
I am too, man. And I just moved down your window just a little bit because I think my mouse was kind of running all over your screen. So I'm just going to just move this down here a little bit here. Yes, Sassy, mmm, teasing you a little bit. Anyway, uh, speaking of teasing, goodness, did we ever think that we were going to get uh, the, the game that we got between uh, Brighton and Manchester United. Uh, Brighton teased a nice little upset there, uh, to, to, to force a draw at least, um, but it was snatched away uh, by the clutches of injustice and, uh, <laughs> and, 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 and tomfoolery here, Mags. Yeah, um, as much as we've enjoyed watching that, these uh, VAR kind of decisions, it's made for exciting <laughs> football. Yeah. It's took away a lot of common sense for me. Yeah. Um, a lot of the penalties over this weekend really shouldn't have been penalties. I don't think the Eric Dyer one should have been a penalty. I don't think the uh, the Crystal Palace one should have been a penalty. And I certainly don't think the the one right at the end of this game um, to to basically snatch a point away from, from Brian should have been a penalty. It's mm. just... I enjoyed the fact that we've got VAR, but at least just still apply a little bit of common sense. You can't expect players to be jumping up with their hands down at the sides like pencils. Mm. They they use their arms to get elevation. And uh, yeah. it's not always a case of that they, they put their arm there on purpose to to, to get the the uh, to get the to get the penalty. It's just it just seems to be silly. Uh, I remember watching the one of the games this morning. And uh, Robbie Earl was saying that he believes that uh, players like Andy Carroll for Newcastle uh, are going to start heading the ball into the box rather than actually towards the goal for the for the the sheer fact of getting a penalty out of it because VAR seems to be so ridiculous in kind of like awarding these penalties. I agree. I, I I think that uh it, it's been it was penalty mania all weekend and 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 it was also a handball mania all weekend and that's kind of what resulted here with uh with with Brighton's loss to Manchester United VAR uh seemingly went back and reviewed after the final whistle and judged that there was a handball in the box uh, which allowed Manchester United to uh oddly take a penalty after full time and uh, sealed the 3-2 victory um, uh, Manchester United's manager um, uh, Oli Gunnar Sol- uh, Solskjaer, I'm sorry I, I could barely get his that's, name out of my that mouth is, that time that's this week's Tanner Talks <laughs> yeah, exactly my, 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 my pronunciation uh, blunder of the week um, Manchester United I mean not that I care about Manchester United all that much but um, Manchester United's manager did say that this is one of the um, uh, moments that have defied logic within the game. Um, Mags, um, (laughs) that that sums it up pretty well for me. (laughs) Yeah, and especially considering how good of a game it was to watch. Mm. Uh, It was very kind of uh, end-to-end uh, mm-hmm. Rashford's uh, solo goal was absolutely sublime. He, mm. he left uh, defenders lying. Uh, I mean, I think he, he put uh, Ben White on his, on, on his backside twice in the mm-hmm. same manoeuvre, so that doesn't board well for any kind of potential Liverpool signing with Ben White. I don't uh, think so. <laughs> it, should, it was just a, a an awful, awful way to end this match. Uh, mm. I mean, United are going to be happy because they got three points uh, in a in a match that they probably didn't deserve the three points. I think there was long periods where Brighton were were controlling the game, and they've they've kind of pulled a win out of the jaws of defeat almost. Mm-hmm. 
The, the stats line was pretty even, I must say, if we're looking at, at the stats. Uh, uh, Brighton was actually all over taking shots. They took 18 shots to Manchester United, seven, uh, five shots on uh, of which were on target. Uh, Brighton actually had the lion's share of the possession here, 54% to 46% on Manchester United's side, and they're even more uh, accurate with their passing, um, holding 84% uh, uh, pass accuracy, as well as 488 pass is taken to Manchester United's 445. Um, fouls were pretty even. There seemed to be a lot of fouls here in this game, but um, yeah, it 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 you gotta you gotta feel for Brighton fans out there, especially if you're neutral watching this game. You have to feel like this is a, a repeat of some of the same old same old that we've known from Manchester United games of years past. Yep, yep, uh, where Man United uh, tend to get very late penalties and decisions going to what their way, and it's happened again this time. Mm-hmm. I, I would say so. Um, well, well, we'll have to wait and see what kind of uh, side Manchester United formed to be. They didn't look to be incredibly sharp, just like they didn't look incredibly sharp against Crystal Palace once before. So we'll have to. Mm-hmm. We'll, we need to know more about what this Manchester United side actually is. Rashford did play well, um, but uh, sometimes you just need a little bit more than a star player. I think. Um, yeah. Let's see here. Let's move along here to uh, Everton versus Crystal Palace. Both teams had been actually in really, really decent form here. Everton taking the win 2-1, Mags. Um, Everton still looking super, super sharp. Uh, they they are currently placed second in the Premier League, just right behind Leicester. Um, of course, they do have a, um, a game over on the likes of Liverpool and Arsenal. Um, but uh, what did we learn from uh, Everton this week? We learned that even when they're in the weeds, they can still pull out a victory again. This was another game where um, they didn't play the best, uh, but uh, the, the 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 likes of Allen really still controlled that game. Uh, and that Cal- uh, Calvert-Lewin may be the most informed striker in the Premier League today, uh, just able to get on the end of absolutely everything. And we also learned that Richarlison could actually hit the back of the net. Uh, <laughs> fair play was off a penalty. Yeah. Uh, a very kind of controversial penalty, mm-hmm. um, but it's it's three points. And again, like we we said last week, it's the measure of a, a team who's going to do well when you pick up points when you're not necessarily playing that well. I think uh, Kawate was very dangerous, and he could have uh, he could have got the the draw right at the death. But uh, Ancelotti will be very pleased with the start they've made. I think it's the best start they've ever made to a Premier League season. So that's absolutely good going for Everton. Should should people start considering Everton a title threat this season? No, come on, that's silly talk. <laughs> I mean, I mean got... top top six, perhaps Europa League, mm-hmm. maybe. Uh, but we've we've seen teams uh, start really well and and kind of die off. And it's this is what I would expect from this Everton team. Uh, the mm-hmm. the teams that are around them uh, have a lot more class in in their players. I mean. You've got the likes of Chelsea, who've got an amazing squad, and they're kind of struggling. So I expect them to still come good. I think Arsenal are going to do uh, pretty well. Liverpool, uh, today's uh, animals in City, uh, whilst <laughs> they didn't have the best of, of, of times, I still expect them to, to come good. But yeah, the Everton are definitely making a, a good charge for, for uh, getting into the European spots for sure. Mm hmm. 
I, I would say that that's pretty fair. Uh, Everton are going to be tough customers uh, this season, I, I really do believe. Again, a fairly even matchup here on the stats sheet. Uh, Crystal Palace, eight shots to Everton's ten. Uh, only one of those shots, however, for Crystal Palace was on uh, target, uh, whereas Everton had five shots on target. So much, much more precise, much more accurate on Everton's part here, whereas Crystal Palace seemed awfully wasteful. Uh are Crystal Palace a one-trick pony with Wilfred uh, Zaha? Um, I mean, you, you could say that, uh, but uh, I think Kawata did well. I think mm. they've got uh, Jordan Ayew, who, who's uh, a danger. Uh, they've still got Benteke, who, whilst he's been very out of form, he, mm. he, if he can hit, hit uh, a few games where he's getting, uh, getting, getting amongst the goals, he can still be a, a dangerous threat. So mm. I think they've also pulled in Batshuayi on loan, uh, who's who's a, a deadly striker in the box. Maybe not so much in the kind of build-up play, but certainly as, a, a, as an out-and-out striker, he, he's very efficient. Mm. So, no, I, th- I think they they have got kind of other facets to their game, but when you've got a player as, as quality as Zaha, you are going to kind of like let mm-hmm. him lead the line almost. Well, and and I don't really um, <laughs> now that I'm thinking of my my, my question here, I, I don't mean any slander by it. I don't I don't mean to no, be no, be I'll harsh to, uh, to to Crystal Palace, but it, it did seem like uh, it was very much root one football where. Um, um, mm-hmm. Uh, Crystal Palace were consistently trying to go through Zaha, and Allen was just all over him all day long. Yeah. Um, so it, it it seemed like um, you know it's it's, it's like you know uh, what's that old saying about like uh, you know you, <laughs> you do the same thing over and over again expecting different results. It, mm-hmm. it, it it was that all day long for Crystal Palace. It seemed. Um, yeah, absolutely, and, and especially when you've got a player like Allen who mm-hmm. who was is so good in that kind of role of of just dictating the play and if he can cut off someone uh who who the crystal palace worked through so much in in terms mm-hmm. of attacking uh yeah it is going to stunt them uh, they'll they'll have to learn to maybe have a plan b or a plan c if if uh if other teams kind of like cotton on to uh, mm-hmm. being able to stunt zaha but yeah i think it's just it's more of a mark of the quality of Allen and how he was able to control Zaha rather than the kind of uh, one-dimensional play of, of Palace. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I was I was very much reflecting on that game, thinking like how, like like you you could hardly find two managers nearly as different as Carlo Ancelotti and Roy Hodgson. It was it was a masterclass as far as um, uh, Carlo Ancelotti uh, tactically positioning everybody on the field and and springing them into uh, attack. Uh, properly, whereas uh, again, Roy Hodgson just seemed like it was uh, someone banging their head against a wall constantly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but again, this was another match that could have gone a different way if it was uh, if VAR was used in a uh, in a sensible manner rather than that the kind of be all and end all of what decision should be. Because mm-hmm. I don't think it should have been a penalty, uh, mm-hmm. and I think uh, Palace can probably be. They're quite angry that they they've they've come away with nothing from this game. A wee bit chuffed, if you will. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Chuffed means happy, so I don't. Oh, think chuffed happy. means happy. Okay, I'll have yeah. to. I'll have to put that in my Rolodex. <laughs> Learn the lingo with Mags. <laughs> that needs to be a segment. Mags. It certainly does. <laughs> lingo Lingo Corner with Mags. Um, 
Let's talk about the six-goal thriller that was West Brom versus Chelsea. Um, I... I got in on this game early, and uh, I was quite pleased <laughs> for 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 um, the the first half. Um, you know, just seeing West Brom as a neutral uh, supporter here my, myself, seeing seeing West Brom just kind of come out of nowhere and put three goals past Chelsea uh, was incredible. Um, and then the second half came, <laughs> and we got a completely different game that was absolutely wild. Yeah, this was. Definitely, kind of two matches, or mm. like over over a half. It was absolutely amazing. Um, I think West Ham's goals were the only three shots that they had on target. Which West Brom's goals, out, uh, West Brom. Sorry, yeah, mm-hmm. their goals were the only three shots that they had on target, which is astounding. Uh, that is some clinical finishing. Mm. But it, it, they all came from Chelsea errors. Uh, with the first one, I think, was Marcus Alonso kind of like uh, nonchalantly heading across his own uh, back line. Uh, and then Callum Robson still had a lot of work to do, and it was a really well-taken goal cutting across uh, the defence. Then the second one, near enough straight after, with uh, Thiago Silva, who we kind of waxed lyrical about. Mm. Uh, and again, he he met a, a quite an a, almost kind of nonchalant control, which he just didn't make contact with at all. And Robinson just raced past and got the got the um the city second goal and then the third one was kind of almost a calamity of errors with uh Marcus Alonso should have been um, marking Bartley in the corner uh Reese James was uh literally just floating in the middle of nowhere uh and it just ended up landing to Bartley who, uh he ended up nutmegging Reese James and and it was a another great goal uh but then you, you come out in the second half and um, for all the money that Chelsea have spent, it was three kind of homegrown talents that, that pulled it back for them. Uh, the goal from Mason Mount, what a finish. Uh, I think the keeper was a kind of like stranded in nowhere because of uh, where Tammy Abraham was 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 placed. He couldn't really um, see uh, the shot until too late. And then we had the, the goal from uh, Hudson-Odoi uh, and then... Um, and then the, the the final goal was from Abraham right at the death. Uh, a game of two halves. It, it, it's a, a very common kind of um, quote in, in football that it's a game of two halves, but this was exactly the kind of way you would describe it. And again, when your team's in the weeds and you can still come away with a point, that's, that's, that's something quite remarkable. But the, just the defensive errors by Chelsea... Mm. This 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 West Brom team should not even we we've talked about how poor they are up front mm-hmm. and the fact that they're getting three goals against a potential title contenders, yeah, it's shocking. It was uh, it, I was surprised to see West Brom just come out so strong so early. Maybe they listened to our show um, <laughs> and talked about how poor they were. As they should. Yeah, as they should, and and as should all of you. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I remember doing the the Twitter takeover for shooting the sports ish uh, yesterday, and and putting out that exact same uh, thought out there is that Chelsea have now spent well over two hundred million um, pounds euros. Uh, use whatever number that you want. Uh, they've spent a lot of money. Is the point uh, refining their squad? Um, and no one has splashed the cash like they have this season, and yet it was three homegrown talents that actually came to the rescue. Um, I mean, does this 
I mean, does this speak volumes? I, I I know that Chelsea supporters should be very very thrilled. I'm, I I know your your son's a huge Chelsea supporter as well, um, so I'm sure he was absolutely thrilled with the result uh, coming back. Um, but um, I, I mean, w- at what point do we justify the amount of money that Chelsea spent this season? Yeah, I, I understand what you mean, but I think the the players that the the they've, they've signed improved the squad. Mm-hmm. I agree. They, there's no doubt about that. Uh, the the fact is that these that these young English players can learn from these these uh, these foreign talents. Um, will they get a lot of more game time? I, I would highly doubt. I think if everybody's fit, players like uh, Hudson Odoi doesn't really get in the squad. Uh, Mason Mount is probably a, a, on the subs bench. Um, Tammy Abraham is. He kind of looks like he may be the one in limbo, but you, they've definitely made a, a case for getting game time now with, with these goals. And it sometimes it takes bringing in like big name players to to kind of push everyone in the squad to to know that your place is under threat, and you you kind of have to elevate your game. Yeah, I, I would say so. You know, and and I think it's it's interesting that. Um... Obviously, with some of the the, the the injuries going on in the squad, too, I think that has to be taken into consideration. Um, you, you are playing Kai Havertz out on the right and, and Timo Werner out on the left, whereas I think a lot of people maybe had supposed that Werner would, would, would play in more of a striking role. Um, so uh, this seems exactly like Chelsea is planning on playing Timo Werner just as Liverpool planned on playing Timo Werner uh, out, out on the wing somewhere. Um, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, it, it's interesting. I, I do think that uh, Tammy Abraham uh, came really, really strong into this game. I I, I liked what um, uh, uh, Callum um, uh, Hudson Odoi uh, brought to this game here, and, and then of course uh, uh, Mason Mount, who has been great since last season. I mean, all all three of them really combined very, very well. And um, yeah, Chelsea put on a very good show in the second half against Brighton. Um, yeah, I I think that uh, Chelsea is still strong. They 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 will continue to improve. Uh, they're they're going to be tough customers uh, going forward here. Um, let's see here. Uh, do you want to talk a little bit about Burnley Southampton mags? Yeah, I mean it it, yeah. it won't take long because there wasn't really a lot in it. Uh, okay, the, it started off uh, pretty poorly. Uh, Great work by Che Adams to to set up Ings and a and a quality finish. He didn't have a lot of the, the goal to aim at, and he still was able to finish it. I felt that uh, Wood perhaps should have had a penalty, uh, but other than that, it was it was very much a middle of the park game. There was not a lot of of action, and Southampton pretty much deserved the victory. They they came uh, Burnley, not the easiest team to come and, and visit, uh, and you kind of have to. Um, you, you kind of have to just basically weather the storm with Burnley. I mean, we had double the amount of shots of Southampton. We had more of the ball of Southampton. Mm. Uh, we had uh, way more corners than Southampton. It's just we were just not able to put it in the back of the net, unfortunately. And mm-hmm. uh, it happens. Uh, I, I expect it with Burnley, especially with the kind of like the very very quiet transfer window we've had. I think we're gonna we're gonna struggle this season. Um, I don't think we're gonna reach the the. The, the kind of mid-table um, ease that we've reached before, uh, unless unless we do get some sort of funding from the from the board and we bring in some some uh, quality players. But mm-hmm. yeah, um, I, I'm not unhappy with it because there was still kind of hints that that we've got something to to show against the opponents. And a, a loss to Southampton is not 
the end of the world. We're still only two matches in. And uh, as this season's been going, it, it, basically any team could beat anyone on the day. So, yeah, we'll, 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 there's still hope there. I think so. I think so. I'm just making a slight little here. If you're looking at the, if you're watching the screen, I'm just making a slight little correction here to our overlay. There we go. That looks good. And uh, yeah, so Mags, um, talk to me a little bit about, um, I, I, I guess, Southampton uh, scoring early, still not looking super impressive here, but uh, I, I think Burnley, again, kind of fought to the finish. Um, uh, I mean, do we see any signings coming into Burnley any time uh, before the end of the transfer window? I don't know. I know that um, that Sean Dutch is quite vocal on the fact that he he's very limited in what he can do. He's uh, he says he's put across his kind of opinions and his, and his thoughts on who they need to bring in, and it's in the it's in the the hands of the money men. Uh, Burnley's money men are notoriously very stingy. Um, mm. So, whilst there's there's hints of people uh, coming in, there's nothing really in the pipeline. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how how it goes over the next few days. There's not long now before the transfer window uh, shuts, and we do need players. We've got a very very weak team, and and it goes to show how weak it is that that we didn't make any substitutions in this game because the the quality on on the bench was just not good enough. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I'm hoping that they do bring in some players, Mags. Uh, you know, I think that they, they could definitely use to use some shoring up of some quality. Um, let's move along quickly here to Sheffield United versus Leeds United. Um, n- not the same kind of thriller that Leeds has been used to pull uh, to, to putting on, but but still a convincing result, Mags. Yeah, uh, and this was a match where the the keepers dominated. I think uh, um, Meslier and Aaron uh, Ramsdale had ac- exceptional games. Some of the shots that they were uh, they were saving were just absolutely out of this world. And Patrick Bamford uh, picking up the late uh, the late winner. Uh, uh, his form whilst uh, in this season has been has been absolutely on fire, and he's always kind of like struggled with that. That um, mindset of, of him being a championship player and not a Premier League player, but he's a, he's definitely turning a few heads, and this Bielsa kind of a, a way that that he's, he's playing is really working for for uh, Leeds. I think Helder Costa has been classy as always. Um, Leeds defence very staunch in this game. They did they did really well, but yeah, for me it was it was all down to the both the keepers. I think they were exceptional. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I would agree with that too. I mean, uh, it was very much a defensive battle. It seems, um, you know, I, I enjoyed the game. I, I really did. I thought it, I thought it was well played between both sides. Um, but um, yeah, it, I mean, I, I do tend to like defensive football a little bit more. Um, but um, yeah, it just seemed like um, uh, both teams kind of struggled a bit after the first opening segment there. That Southampton seemed pretty pleased to go ahead and score the early goal and and just. That's it, you know. They, they they kind of shut down shop from there. Um, let's see here. Uh, we got a few more games here to cover, y'all. Uh, so let's take a look here real quick at da, 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 da. Uh, Tottenham versus Newcastle. Um, 
a recurring theme that that we've had recently on the show is what kind of Tottenham are going to show up here, Mags? And uh, is it the is it the the doctor, the Doctor Jekyll, or is it the Mister Hyde, Mags? And it seems as though we still got a little bit of both here uh, from from this Tottenham team. Yeah, this uh, I thought they were so dominant with Tottenham this game. I think they they had maybe 12 shots to against Newcastle's one. Another uh, exceptional uh, display from, from the goalkeeper, um, uh, Darso, is it, uh, Carl Darlow. He was absolutely, absolutely brilliant all game. I think he made 11 saves uh, all uh, total. The, the finish from Mora was uh, was him kind of like cementing his, his name on that right-wing place, whether he, he keeps it with Bale coming in soon, who knows. I think Son was exceptional again. He, he hit the uh, the post and the ball within a couple of minutes. Um, Kane absolutely ran uh, Newcastle's defence ragged, just couldn't get the 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 ball in the net and then right at the at the end we uh we suffer with more VAR and mm. it, it kind of took away the the kind of that pleasure for for Tottenham in the performance that they had and uh it led to uh a penalty which I, I don't think it was a penalty I think Eric Dyer was uh using his arms to gain uh, some heart he was definitely not uh aiming to to handle the ball and you could see how frustrated it made uh, Mourinho because he stormed mm. off down the, the the touchline before the end of the game. He he just looked so despondent, and even in the the kind of like post match interview, he just refused to talk about the situation because he knows he'll end up getting himself in trouble. <laughs> uh, yeah, I felt I felt bad for Tottenham. Uh, they're not a team that I, I overly kind of like feel any emotion for, but I think they absolutely dominated this game to just be robbed at the last minute. Mm-hmm. Kind of like the 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 Brighton game, where um, the, against the run of play, uh, Newcastle have kind of got a point where that they absolutely did not deserve. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I've I've definitely heard that argument for sure. I mean, I guess that's why they play the whole game, you know, uh, <laughs> just because. But yeah, I mean, if you look at the stats line here, again, my my favorite part of the show, um, the. the, the Tottenham shots on uh, shots on goal twenty three to Newcastle's six. Um, yeah, uh, Tottenham twelve of those shots were on target, as to one shot from Newcastle that was actually on target, being uh, the penalty, of course. A sixty six percent possession, uh, more than double the passes, six hundred and forty passes to Newcastle's three hundred seventeen. Uh, far more accurate. It just seems though they they just simply gave away uh, a game here uh, to to Newcastle, and um, yeah, I guess one could certainly argue a little bit of highway robbery as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens when Bale comes in. I think that uh, that that Gareth Bale should and will, um, you know, make a pretty big difference here for the Spurs side. Um, yeah, just, I know. Uh, I know Mourinho has kind of like been showing in the press that he's frustrated about not getting a striker in. Mm-hmm. Uh, so perhaps Bale could be that kind of uh, backup striker, uh, like the 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 number nine to. to uh, Kane's ten because Kane will get injured. He, he gets injured every single season, and, and they don't have a lot of uh, attacking um, options to to play that out and out strike. I mean, I know Son is uh, is lethal in front of goal, but mm-hmm. he's not he's not uh, like a, a target man. 
Right. Uh, so so maybe uh, Mourinho's looking to bring somebody in. I don't know who they're going to to get, um, but yeah, they they definitely need to 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 do something. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, they're very much short up front. I could definitely see uh, Gareth Bale um, helping lead that line with Harry Kane. Um, I, I would think that with Gareth Bale's um, diminished mobility, perhaps. I mean, he's he's certainly gotten slower, um, much slower than what we we previously saw Gareth Bale being in the Premier League. Um, yeah. I think that he can still be explosive, and I think that's going to really help this Tottenham team out. Um, but I, I think that. Uh, with, with Jose Mourinho, Jose Mourinho rather, he can he can certainly tweak Gareth Bale a little bit more to say, okay, I just need you to be explosive in front of goal. I need you to be scoring, you know, and and he will figure out the right way to to, to play Gareth Bale here ultimately. Yeah, it was interesting that uh, Deli Ali was left out of the squad entirely mm-hmm. again, uh, two games in a row now. I think uh, maybe he's uh, one foot out of the door. Mm-hmm. Possibly. Where, where does Deli Ali head to, though? I mean, well, he seems the, pretty. The rumors is Arsenal. The rumors is uh, he's going to go across uh, North London to Arsenal. Which wow, that's a, it's a brave <laughs> move. Not many, not many players make that move. Uh, uh-huh. Yeah, it's uh, it'd be interesting if he uh, turned up. And all uh, Arteta said he wants uh, at least another kind of attacking midfielder. So he he, he would fit that bill. Uh, I don't yeah. think he's got a lot of confidence now. He's uh, he's not had the best of a uh, couple of seasons, uh, but a move to to Arsenal working under Arteta would would probably help with that. Mm-hmm. He certainly lit up uh, Tottenham for for quite some time earlier on in his uh, in his career. But uh, yeah, it just seems like um, Arsenal Arsenal would be a very interesting move for Deli Ali. I'm not sure quite mm. what to make of that. <laughs> <laughs> A uh, little bit, a little bit worried for uh, for, for Deli Ali and and for Arsenal. I think that 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 almost disrupts what they kind of do. Uh, how free flowing they are with that three four three system of of Mikel Arteta's. Yeah, um, perhaps. But mm-hmm. if if you had the choice of Deli Ali and and Mohamed El Nene, I think you'd pick Ali every single day. Though. <laughs> perhaps <laughs> <be> so. <laughs> <laughs> perhaps so. Though El Nene, he does add a pretty good spine to that Arsenal team. I will say. Yeah, um, he, he did well in the first match, so I, I mm-hmm. will give him props for that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, let me see here. Well, we're, we're going to cover one more game here. There, there are g- other well, games that we will. Best co- game. It's the absolute <laughs> best game. <laughs> I know you're excited. I'm very excited too. We, we, we of course, will cover uh, uh, particularly the Arsenal Liverpool game on uh, Wednesday. Uh, well, you'll be listening to that on Thursday. But yes, uh, you, um, w- what we're going to cover right now is Manchester City versus Leicester. Um, you know, this is this is where uh, Superman met its kryptonite. Uh, it seemed. Um, you, you know what? A lot had been made of Manchester City's starting lineup here, Mags. Um, uh, particularly among uh, City fans, they were not uh, not particularly pleased that Eric Garcia got the start. Um, they, they were a little bit confused, uh, bothered by that. Obviously, with- and I, I bet after the match, they were even more bothered with it because <laughs> he was at fault for for both the penalties. This is true. 
This is very true. Um, he uh, also it was a little bit odd concerning um, the um, I guess injury problems that Manchester City have had as of late with uh, Sergio Aguero and um, uh, obviously uh, Gabriel Jesus, who um, both have, had looked fairly decent. Um, leading up to this year obviously Aguero you know what, what needs to be said about him that hasn't already been said before by countless others um so they elected to put uh, Raheem Sterling up front um in, in a in a move that is very reminiscent of uh, FIFA 20 when it was launched and broken as hell yeah I mean they, they did that a couple of times last season and it worked mm-hmm. uh, it just didn't work uh, against um, against Leicester. I think after the the first goal by Morris, which was an absolute beautiful finish, I'm really impressed with that finish. Mm. Um, it, it the match fell flat, and mm. there was so it was spent ninety nine percent of it was spent in the middle of the park. Nobody was really able to to kind of like uh, force any any kind of forward momentum. Then we got the the first penalty. Uh, which Vardy put away. I think they they commented on on um, on the match that that was the 18th penalty uh, in the in the 24 games that have been played so far, which is ridiculous. And then obviously he got a second penalty later on, so that made it 19 penalties. Um, this was just an, an outstanding performance by Leicester in the in the second half, uh, kind of like the Chelsea performance uh, against. Um, Against West Brom, it, Leicester came out and they they really fought for everything. Uh, Madison's goal, my God! I, 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 for context, I saw this just as we were about to start recording mm. because uh, I, I was recording a podcast before this. But I saw all the rest of the goals. It was just I missed the Madison one, and my God, I missed the best goal of the weekend. Well, <laughs> that might be a hint to what I'll be picking for, for top bins, but uh, it was an absolutely outstanding goal, an outstanding performance by Leicester and, mm. and City put to the sword it's you, you love to see it you absolutely love to see it you, you have yeah you absolutely love to see it i mean um this is a huge dent in manchester city's uh a hopeful title challenge for for them um it's it, um i mean i'm not too particularly bothered by it to be perfectly honest with you um but um yeah it just seems as though city like they they kept giving away just needless fouls that 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 was that that seemed to be their issue here in this particular game is that they would needlessly give away these fouls as particularly in and around the box and lesser took every single bit of advantage that they could from it um you know and 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 honestly like um Jamie Vardy is like the mags of footballers. He's the hardest working man out there on the pitch uh, every single time, and he really rallied this Leicester team. Um, a partic- yeah. he, he didn't have to do a whole lot, but he he did. Uh, he just he put away this very spicy back heeled goal, um, which oh, it was so it was it was delightful. <laughs> there was the, just the the sheer audacity to try <laughs> that shot and to be one of the best keepers in the world in Edison. Yeah, yeah that was just. The, the brass neck on on uh, Jamie Vardy to try that. Uh, yeah, he was, he was outstanding. I think Madison was outstanding. I think uh, Castagna has been so impressive in the, in the games mm-hmm. I've watched him. And even someone who I give a lot of grief to in the first match, uh, Harvey Barnes, mm-hmm. whilst he's finishing his woeful... He scares players when he he just he just has no fear. He just runs at people and and he frowns them. And he mm-hmm. ruled uh, 
uh, the midfielder for for Leicester today, and yeah, it was a it was a great team performance by the whole whole team. I don't think there was anyone who I would say had a bad game for Leicester. I, I really like that description of Harvey Barnes. He he very much is like the Adama Traore uh, for, for Leicester's side here. He just runs at you, and he's like a bull in a china shop. He will absolutely yeah. frighten anybody and everybody. He's almost unplayable when he's in full full stride there. Yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, um, Jamie Vardy certainly deserved his can of Red Bull and pack of uh, Skittles today, um, and may- maybe he can find time to share with James Madison, too. <laughs> Um, Madison's come uh, played two games and scored two cracking goals. You can't you can't go wrong at that. No, you absolutely can't, Mags. Um, let's take a look at the stats line here because you know why not? It'll make me happy. Uh, <laughs> uh, so uh, this is a, a tale of City being wasteful and Leicester not. Um, City sixteen shots to uh, Leicester's seven. Only five of those shots were actually on target, whereas all of Leicester's shots were on target. Um, uh, City took up. 73% possession to Leicester's just 27%. Uh, they passed um, almost triple the amount of passes that Leicester did. 670 to Leicester's 255. It only took 255 passes for Leicester to take down Manchester City 5-2. to 50, 50 passes per goal. Yeah, it's, an, it's incredible. That's madness. <laughs> it's it's madness. absolutely incredible. This season... Any kind of like predicting you could do at the beginning of the season is thrown out the window because mm. the, it's it's the wild wild west. It really, really is. There's no <laughs> rules in this in this Premier League season this year. West Brom may win the league. I would not be surprised. <laughs> <laughs> Possibly, who knows? I mean, uh, they'll 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 be up there with Brighton, and they'll be up there with Leeds, and uh, you know, City will get relegated, and it'll be a whole wow. thing. All oh, the scenes if something like that happens. <laughs> well, I mean, let's let's take a look here. Manchester City are in twelfth. Manchester United are in thirteenth. Um, these are not good looks here for the two Manchester clubs that are normally oh, vying for titles. It's shocking. It really, really is shocking. There may be a changing of the guard. I mean, I think a lot of it is uh, something that we've spoke about. It's the fact that there's there's no fans, so mm-hmm. players aren't feeling the kind of pressure of a uh, of forty, fifty, sixty thousand uh, people hating you. But <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a it is it's an absolute madness. The fact that Everton have made the best start to a Premier League season that they've ever done. The fact that Leicester are top of the league with a goal difference of plus eight after three games. It's it's ridiculous. It's mm-hmm. absolutely ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And I love it. It's amazing. Yeah. I mean, who would have ever thought that this is what we're going to get out of this football season? I, I'm, I'm so thrilled to see what's going to happen next um uh, obviously on monday probably as of the time of you hearing this we'll already know the results of liverpool versus arsenal we'll talk about that midweek uh right here on shooting the sports ish so um yeah cheap plug here go ahead and hit that subscribe button if you're listening to this on youtube and watching us yep mag's pointing right there and give it that thumbs up hit that like button that thumbs up button and why not ring that bell as well mags you got a bell over there 
One of us has ding, to ding, go. Ding. There you go. One of... <laughs> and also, leave a comment. We are itching yeah. to reply to your comments and, and and talk about it on the show. So yeah, definitely leave a comment and and get involved. We want to be as interactive as possible. So yes, this is your show as much as it is ours. So yeah, come absolutely. on, get involved. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, I'm. Uh, we 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 love the fan interaction we got. We we got some really great fan interaction yesterday. As uh, I did a little bit of a, a Twitter takeover uh, for Saturday morning. Uh, well, Saturday morning my time. I guess it would be Saturday afternoon your time, Mags. Um, but we I, I, I took over for UFC at the at the evening as well. You did, and you did a magnificent job doing so. Um, well, I mean, obviously that that was to be expected, right? Um, <laughs> I'm that good. I'm <laughs> uh, the and the draw and the draw of the, shooting the sports ish. The 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 draw, absolutely. Uh let's see here. We can all be thankful that we have mags. Um <laughs> Uh, but Hashtag yeah, no. Believe in Max. Believe in Max. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no. Lots of good times. Uh, I've had a lot of fun here so far, Mags. I, I think we we probably need to round out the show here uh, with a little bit of top bins and player of the show. Player of the show, yeah. and I I think that uh, I, I think that you and I are probably in agreement for at least one of these subjects here, Mags. Perhaps I'll uh, let you go first. Let's see who you come okay. up with. Okay, so uh, top bins. Um, you alluded to this earlier, but it's so completely obvious. I mean, it's got to be James Madison's goal. Uh, that was absolutely ridiculous. Um, you and I spoke briefly before the show uh, about uh, Riyad Mahrez's goal, and that was uh, also particularly spicy. Um, uh, but yeah, I, I mean, uh, Jamie Vardy's goal is probably second on my list as well. Just just the sheer audacity that he had um, with that particular goal was amazing. I loved that back heel finish. Um, uh, it, it, it just it, it warmed my heart. Um, but, uh, man, as we've said so many times, I'm just a sucker for those long-range shots. And James Madison hit it, uh, hit a rocket with such precision, and it was absolutely wonderful. Yeah, I think I, I've got to agree with you. I think Madison's goal was is by far the the best goal of the weekend. Um, I was kind of like debating between Mason Mount's goal. I thought that was a stunning finish, and then Mares uh, kind of popped up and changed my mind today. But I also really enjoyed uh, Mopar's penalty against against Man United. I think the oh. the Penen- the the cheeky little Penenka is a brave penalty to take, and he, mm. that that is the 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 sign of a player who is in the form of his life. But I've got to agree with you, uh, James Madison takes it this week for me. Awesome, awesome. Uh, what about a uh, player of the show, Mags? Player of the show. Okay, uh, I'm I'm Matt Break tradition, and I think I can't separate two. Uh, I'm going to have to go with um, I'm going to have to go with Ramsdale and, and Mesley. I think both of those two players in the in the uh, Leeds and Sheffield United game had outstanding games. Uh, Leeds um, coming away with the victory, uh, but I think Aaron Ramsdale had the more shots to take. But just the the mm. the, the saves that they made, they both played absolutely brilliantly. And and, and a weekend where where people are getting hat-tricks, I think those two absolutely shone. So I'm going to go with uh, Mesley and Ramsdale. How nice of you. I like that. I like those picks there. I'm a, I'm a sucker for a good keeper. I really am. I'm, yeah. I, I, I'm just having an affinity with goalkeepers, I think. Well, I, I, I think that the goalkeeper position is is 
obviously critical. I mean, you, you know, it's it's so important to have a good goalkeeper. And when you have those tight defensive matches where, you know, the goalkeepers are are, are basically slugging it out on on either end of the pitch, uh, you know, to to save their team back a goal. I think I think those are those are really fine matches to watch. I, I really do get excited when it's kind of the one of those nail biters. Will he save this one? Right. Um, I, I do like those kind of matches. Um, so I, I mean, I'm going to go with Jamie Vardy as as my player of the show. <laughs> After uh, all that talk, <laughs> you go for the one who scores a hat trick. You are Tanner. You're basic. You are a basic bitch. No, no, no. I mean, so so here's here's my logic here. Wow, you wow, you really went there. Okay, so here's here's my logic. Um, look, you can get all you can you can earn all the penalties in the world. Right, but you have to convert the penalties, and, yeah. and 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 Jamie Vardy showed great leadership today. He showed great precision. He uh, again, I can't get over the back hill goal. That was just absolutely beautiful uh, and and very very well done. If I'm not going to give him uh, 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 top bins, I'm certainly going to give him player of the match. And like I said, he certainly earned his skittles and can of Red Bull uh, today here. Uh, just when people start to think that they're going to write off Jamie Vardy. Uh, he always seems to find a way to, you know, uh, to, to pull one over on everybody else and and and, and keep his name in, in people's mouths. It's it's, it's great. And, and fun fact, he's the the top scorer against uh, Pep Guardiola teams in the Premiership. He scored nine goals against City in ten games, which is phenomenal. I think he's wow. four goals. It's four goals ahead of second place, which I think is Salah. Uh, yeah, he's just. He enjoys putting the ball in the net against uh, against Man City, and I don't blame him. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, Mags, um, it's been a wonderful show. We we actually got this down to just about forty five minutes this episode. So good for us, lucky lucky people. <laughs> I feel like we're taking all all your criticisms and we're taking on like the the feedback we're getting and mm. we, we're adapting. We're exactly. adapting for you. We're, we're smart. We, we know what's going on. Um, so, yeah, it's been a wonderful time. I, I, I had a lot of fun. We, we're going to have more fun midweek. We're going to talk about all sorts of football goodness. Um, like Luis Suarez had his debut for Atletico Madrid. We'll talk a little bit about some uh, some uh, some European football. Um, but also, of, of course, uh, Liverpool versus Arsenal is, is on Monday, and that's going to be so much fun. They'll, they'll draw. Uh, Dude, uh, you know what? I really, I really wouldn't be surprised. I really wouldn't be surprised if they both like were just like, you know what? Do you really want to play this game? Okay, we'll we'll just (laughs) pass the ball around. Um, (laughs) But um, yeah, Mags, um, it's been a pleasure to talk to you again. I'm I'm glad that we had a chance to do this. Make sure again, uh, subscribe to Shooting the Sports Ish. Subscribe to Visionaries Global uh, Network. Uh, Subscribe to. Radio Techers, why not? Well, you know, we have our own feed. Yeah, we have our own feed. You may as well. You just just subscribe uh, to Radio Techers wherever you listen to podcasts, be it uh, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Amazon, or anywhere else for that matter. That would be greatly appreciated. And if you are watching this on YouTube, go ahead and uh, hit the thumbs up, hit the subscribe button, uh, and uh, leave a comment below. Hit the, turn on those notifications. Do all that good stuff. We would love uh, to hear from you. We want to be the most interactive uh, uh, footballing podcast and uh, uh, video show here on YouTube. Uh, uh, so um, yeah, make sure to do all that stuff. It really goes a long way to helping us out and 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 making more great content for you, the viewer and listener. Yeah, good stuff. 
Um, Yes, of course. Um, And if if you are listening to this on podcast, please be kind. uh, Leave us a rating and review uh, wherever you listen to these shows. It does go a long way to helping us, uh, you know, get uh, get into little nitty gritties of, of, uh, you know, figuring out what we need to do to be number one on those podcast charts, ladies and gentlemen. Um, Correct. Uh, Mags, I, I I finally put your your um, Twitter handle right here in this new overlay here. Uh, but but wow. where but where can more people find you? Well, you can find me at Tony on Sports. Oh, really? That's <laughs> yes, Tony, the terrible tyrant of the Bible Belt. Yes. Uh, no, you can follow me at DJ Kirby. I have multiple, multiple content uh, in multiple different uh, sports and sports entertainment. Yeah, come and check me out. Uh, I'm always up for having a chat with people. Uh, yeah, come and give me a follow. <laughs> Indeed, go and give Mags a follow. Give give him a listen wherever he's pretty much on any podcast that you've ever listened to. So I mean, he, <laughs> this week I feel like that. <laughs> I really do feel like that. Oh goodness, yeah. I mean, if you if you're uh, if if you're digging Mags' stuff here on Radio Takers, obviously check out Five Rounds Podcast. It's absolutely amazing, and you can listen to it right yeah. here on the Shooting the Sports Ish Network here on YouTube. Um, you can also uh, check out uh, uh, Tony's podcasts. Um, you know, and, and, uh, you know, quick slants, uh, hoop. There it is. Um, Woo-hoop, there it is. <laughs> uh, f- funny story, actually. Uh, my wife and I were ordering some DoorDash earlier uh, uh, this week, and um, I handed. Yeah, what's that? Classy. Classic. Yeah, it is right. Uh, you know, um, but um, I handed her my phone after I put my order in, and uh, Tony kept sending in message after message after message, and she, she's like, "Who's this Tony guy, and why won't he shut up?" And I'm like, I'm "Like, it's it's okay. He I, he's he's a good friend, you know." <laughs> Um, but yeah, Tony's always working hard, uh, putting in a lot of work for Quick Slants as well as Hoop. There it is. Uh, you can also check out other great shows like uh, The Sports Market with Cam, um, uh, Takes on Stakes with Tom. There's all sorts of great content here. Um, and then, of, of course, um, uh, Tony's sidekick, CJ, uh, he, he does a lot of wonderful content himself. So all sorts of good stuff here. On Whatever sports you're into, we've got content for you so get involved mm. get subscribing get yeah. liking get mm-hmm. notifications just listen along yeah. that's what we're here for that's what that's exactly what we're here for and, and if you're a fan of uh, pro wrestling and this is a big pro wrestling week and weekend um you can definitely check out raw views with uh steven uh who's uh you know he's gonna be a very busy man so you can you can check out his his reviews of wrestling this week as well um Mags, uh, I am, uh, of course, the Texas gentleman, Tanner Pruitt. Uh, you are you are Mags at DEJ Kirkby on Twitter. Do we have anything else to say to the nice people today? We don't. We'll, we'll, we'll see you on Thursday. We'll see you again on Thursday, indeed. Well, y'all take care. Be safe out, out, out there. Know that we love you, and have yourself Bye-bye. a great day. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.